Welcome back to another episode of the Pivot and Go podcast, pivoting into something even greater than we were before. Maybe you're feeling stuck today, this week, this year, we're all feeling stuck. You are just a slight perspective shift, a small mindset pivot away. Now, the guest we have on this week's episode, really interesting guest. He's our first country music singer we've had on. Now, he reached out to me, which he is a very high on the optimization level of understanding the biohacking, the health, nutrition, which was really cool to see from a a big-time country music singer. And his name is Ryan Montgomery. And Ryan has performed with some of the top names in country music, and he is just, he's coming, like, Ryan's just on the way up. He's like an NBA second year guy with all this potential, just waiting to break out, and he will in the country music world. And one thing with him is, is what I love to have people on this podcast are just these make it happen type of people. He thinks he can do it, he speaks it into existence, and he doesn't. He'll tell you a story of how he got into country music, literally driving his truck to a big country performance putting on his speakers and just singing just playing just doing with all these people with all these eyes watching and everything could have came crashing down on him but he just did and made it happen and that type of mindset has driven ryan to where he is today and he'll talk more about how he got into what he's doing where he's going what drives him, what juices him up every single day and we're really just taking great mindset nuggets from one of the top country music artists that there is ryan montgomery hope you enjoy this episode it was a very very fun one for me to do so without further ado buckle up because here we go emf 5g yeah we've all heard about it and we all know how bad it is but our sponsor today soma vedic changes the game this is the device that goes in your house that can reliably mitigate the unwanted influences of emf and 5g radiation it is 99.9 percent satisfaction by owners and i am one of those owners and i am very satisfied i have it actually near my two tv it's this light that lights up and i felt it on the first day the effects of it and it could take away headaches nervousness sleeping problems digestion problems tiredness weak immunity just this from erasing eliminating the emf and the 5g that is just all throughout our day constantly soma vedic is absolutely changing the game thank you for sponsoring the pivot and go podcast now go get your emf and 5g erased Ryan Montgomery, welcome to the Pivot and Go podcast. How are we doing out there on the lesser coast, the East Coast, good old Florida? Man, everything's good. I, I can't complain at all. It's beautiful here. How's, uh, how's everything where you're at? Well, it's tough. It's really hard when you look out the window and you see the ocean and it's 70 degrees and sunny every day. So we're roughing it out here, man. It's been, been really tough in quarantine with this weather. Well, you know, I will say that that I am uh, I am jealous there, man. Seventy degrees, but we don't we don't quite have that going. We're 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 upper nineties almost every day, but yeah, you got hum- yeah. you got that thing called humidity and bugs. We don't deal with Lots those. Of it. Uh-uh. Lots of it, man. So start us off with a bang. We like to start off with things that most people don't know about our guests. So everybody knows you as this amazing country music singer. But start us off with a bang. Something maybe not everybody really knows about you. Yeah, man. Um, 
you know, uh, it's kind of funny. That's why I'm so grateful to be on this podcast today. You know, I'm, I'm big in, and I think a lot of my following might know this, but really, really big into, you know, the whole, the whole self-development thing, man, the whole, the whole being better. And I think, you know, when you're striving to be better, it, it should be for the context, be able to give something to other people. And that's really, you know, kind of why yeah. I really connect with you and, and I, I love what, what you do. And, and so, yeah, man, I Dude. guess that'd be something kind of a side tangent outside what I do. That's awesome. Because what did you just get done doing before this podcast? Dude, just for this podcast, man, so I texted you. I, uh, I do this thing. Everybody who knows me knows it's crazy. I, I got to put a story about this. So <laughs> I do this. Uh, every night I fill this jug up. It's like about a gallon or so. You know, put it in the fridge. So it's 37 degrees. And every morning, 545 in the morning, man, I'm doing a hot shower. And then right after, I'm dumping that thing over my head. And it's, I never want to do it. It's freezing. But I tell you what, I always say, it's kind of like doing a good leg day, right? It's like you do it and then it's like, that's the mm. hardest thing you're going to do all day. You know what I mean? Everything else is just kind of coasting from there is what it feels like. So, Man, you are speaking my language. Total optimization <laughs> with the mental dictatorship. What you're doing there is this, that's that term, you, mental dictatorship. You know that you've gotten through that difficult thing. You can get through anything. I love that, man. All right, on the Pivot and Go podcast, we talk about life pivots. Everyone has felt stuck at some situation. Everybody has had to make a pivot. Now it's kind of the hot term that everybody's talking about, pivot, pivot, pivot. What is the biggest life pivot that you have had to make? There's really been two. Um, the first one was I grew up playing sports. You know, I grew up competitive water skiing and believe it or not, playing ice hockey in South Florida. And, <laughs> um, and, and you know, surfing and all, all that stuff. And I got into basketball actually as I got older. And uh, you're a good man. I, I got to show you this too. I shows you a little bit about my personality, my, my, my crazy mind, man. But I, I took myself from an 18 inch vertical to I could jump 38 inches standing. I oh my I goodness! Can now, but I can still dunk. I can. Oh my goodness, Ryan. We we have to talk about this real quick because I had an 18 inch vertical and mine went down to eight. And I tried everything <laughs> under the sun, jump soles, you name it. I was trying it. I couldn't I do it. You. Give me the secret sauce. I got you, man. So it was like you know what? It was like I I trained about about three days a week of different kinds of leg training. So I do I do two like heavy days, and so I do, you know I do like the normal thing, squats, the deadlifts, the whole thing. And then I would do a real explosive day, you know, where I do the, the power cleans and the snatches and all that kind of stuff. But what I would do is I sort of like people talk about like overtraining and it's sometimes it's not necessarily probably great on your vertical jump to kind of tax your nervous system that hard. But dude, I would just about every day I would try to dunk and I would jump and jump and jump. Mm. And jump. The horrible patella tendonitis still have it. My meniscus is torn, but uh, yeah, eventually I got there. Yeah. You know what? You know what? That's actually a really good analogy for life in general and something that I didn't do. Like your goal was to dunk, so you tried to dunk instead of just like people will just exercise just uh, like for a purpose. You made that purpose. Yeah, I was doing these jump soles and these crazy moon boots and not even trying to dunk. So maybe that's that's a big part of it. But But from there, from your sports background, I mean, you pivoted into something that uh, you, you made a pretty decent career out of. Yeah, man. It, that, was a, that was a crazy thing for me, you know, and I think what, what really helped me with that pivot was the gym, you know, kind of being able to still do something physical, but that really helped me with that pivot into that. But the, the real major pivot for me in my life besides the sports was um, 
when I was 16, I, I was in a really, really amazing relationship, incredible, incredible girl. And we dated for almost two years and uh, incredible relationship. I, I haven't talked about this. This is the first time I've talked about this, but wow. it was, you know, never had any, never any problems, man. Never had any, any fights, nothing, you know, it was an amazing relationship. And just towards the end of it, I just felt like almost like I was just being a little bit stifled and I, I was ready to, to kind of maybe go on to something a little bit, you know, little bit bigger i didn't really know what that was music had always kind of been there for me but never really in in the foreground and um it was one of those things where i it was a huge pivot and it was you know super scary girl you know been a huge part of my life and uh one of the hardest things i did but i i ended the relationship and uh yeah man that pivot just kind of took me to where I, i am now yeah and i'm assuming that that's one of those things like you could have settled, and a lot of people will just be like, okay, this is, feels comfortable. I'm going to settle, and you would have been miserable. You honestly would have been miserable. So a lot of power and props to you. So anybody going through a relationship struggle right now, know if it's not working and you know you feel like you should get out, you should get out. So, yes. man, great point, great pivots. Let's talk about let's talk about how you got into becoming a country music artist superstar like i really love the story of you were drawn to it from the beginning from when you were young because a lot of people will see you now they're like oh man this young guy and look at him rocking just shredding up the guitar and i was watching these videos like my goodness but you've been doing this your whole life this is years and years and years of work yeah yeah so i started playing people don't believe this but i started playing guitar when i was five actually i I really wow my first guitar lesson when i was five and you know, music, kind of like I mentioned, was it was never like the forefront of my life. It was always sports. It was always kind of other things. But music was always that thing that was there for me, you yep. know, kind of when everything else wasn't, you know. Um, and anyways, um, by the time I was, you know, 12, 13 or so, it started to get a little bit more serious. But I, I stopped all, you know, lessons and all that. And I kind of just became self-taught and really taught myself how to play guitar and, you know, acoustic, electric and drums and bass and the whole, you know, whatever. And, uh, and yeah, man, then that kind of led me to the, uh, the, the songwriting, you know, aspect of it. And, and, and that's really where my heart is in, in country music, you know, and that led on to the, uh, the, the, the tailgate, man. That led yes. To the tailgate. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to talk about too. Cause that's another mindset. So you're preparing, you're putting all this work in. I mean, you obviously you're loving this, the, the yeah. being able to play and write songs and create, but now, I mean, a lot of people can do that, but now, now you got to take your opportunity. Now you just got to go make it happen. And your story is very epic on how you just were like, you know what? I'm going to grab this bull by the horns and I'm going to make this thing happen. Talk to us on that. Well, you know, I knew I had to get out in front of people because, you know, I knew like I, I could I could play instruments and I could sing. I could, you know, write songs, whatever. But I knew I had to build a, a fan base and a following somehow. And I had no idea how to do it, you know. And so went to Nashville and somebody that I talked to just absolutely changed my life. You know, somebody who was really involved in the Christian music scene actually. And, uh, changed my life, man. Cause he told me, he's like, dude, cool. you gotta get out. You gotta, you gotta get out in front of people, man. You know, and you gotta play yourself. And I was like, well, I don't know where to play. Cause no bars want to have me come play there. You know, I'm, I'm a nobody. Right. So I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take my truck. I'm going to take my speakers and take my guitar. My sister who still plays bass for me to this day. She came with me and awesome. set everything up, man, in the middle of a country music tailgate, right? Middle of the tailgate, set everything up. And driving out there, I, I said to her, I was like, to so my sister is in the car. I said, 
this is either going to go really good or it's going to go really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Country people I'm in with the tailgates, dude, that's like, it's go time, man. What's the tailgate? And I was like, I don't know how people are going to like this. Anyway, they park us over by the Porta Johns, right? So we're sitting over there by the Porta Johns. So we're like, oh God, you know, it's bad from the start, right? Best thing ever. Cause all the people are waiting in line for the Porta John, you know, just thousands and thousands of people in this tailgate, man. So we start playing. Everybody loved it. It's pulling out their phones and, and uh, video and everything. And that's kind of where it yeah. started. Dude, that's so cool. Okay, we got we to gotta unpack that because I love that in so many ways. Were you like, were you scared going into that? We, I know you told your sister like, hey, it's going to go one or two ways. But were you nervous getting up there? Or were you just like, you know what? I've prepared. Screw it. I'm going for it. It was like, it was like half just like, the kind of like, this is just so ridiculous. I can't believe we're doing this. Cause I'd never heard of anything even like this. Like this is just, yeah. Ridiculous. And also too, I was a little nervous, not just for like, you know, the reason of I'd never played in front of that many people before, but yeah. also like, man, like, hopefully we don't get like shot or something, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> really sideways. You know, like I don't know. So yeah, man, it was, uh, it was pretty terrifying. Honestly, you know, we got up there and started playing and you know, it was a blast, but yeah, it was, it was pretty terrifying. Oh man, I can only imagine. I mean, that that audience is not going to be just welcoming and loving and warming to anybody who steps on the stage. That's exactly. literally the epitome of throwing yourself in the fire, man. That's that's amazing. That's people need to hear that. Like you had that dream, and you just went for it. A lot of people will be have to just wait till that time's perfect. Okay, when is the moon aligning with the stars and all this? No, I'm a big believer. As are you. Is just ready fire aim you just go you figure it out on the way man and i'm sure you've you've failed many times along your way and along your journey to continue to just tighten it in your craft and and, and everything but i think that's a, a beautiful story a very motivational story were you I, I i've seen you say that you like i mean you're really big into visualization you're visually seeing the song that you're creating and you're seeing the the audience and how they're reacting with it and how they're vibing to it. Have you always been like that, or is that something you've developed over time? Or how how have you came? Talk more of that because I'm really big on visualization with NBA players for sure, and people don't understand how powerful it really is. So give us more in depth on that. Well, I'm too. Um, and there, you know, there's that study where they did where they they took those. I can't remember who did this study, and I'm sure you know better than I do. But they took that, you know, and they did group of people just visualized it. Yeah. I think it was with free throws, a group of people who okay. shot the free throws and then a group of people who, who, uh, you know, did nothing at all. And it turned out people who actually shot the free throws and the people who visualized it had the same results. So it was something like that crazy story. And I, I'm totally, totally, totally in that, man. I, I am a huge into visualization and I, I do visualization every single day. Now, as far as writing goes and as music creation goes, it's a, it's very different. It's almost like for me, I'm not, I'm not visualizing it the way that, that I, I want it to go or trying to get it a certain way. It's literally like I write the song and I already, it's just like the music's there. Like it's, it's has wow. always been in existence. It's really strange. And then we go in the studio and we track the song. I know exactly. I want this here, this here, this here. And it's not like I'm creating it. It's like, it's been there and I'm just sort of tapping into it almost. It's really strange. Yeah. That's really interesting. So I've always wondered this too. This is a selfish question. Like I've always wondered, like, how do musicians continue to keep coming up with different chords, different beats, different rhythms? So is it kind of like you have these pieces, these different buckets here, and you just piece them together and kind of mold them together to make this creation? 
Yeah, it it amazing. Um, my experience and a lot of the other songwriters that I know that that are really good at what they do, kind of talk about it the same way, where it's like it comes to you. You know, it yeah hits you. It, it's really interesting how it happens. Sometimes for me, because I'm a guitar player, it's guitar. Sometimes it's lyrics. Sometimes it's a melody. But it just it comes to me. You know, that being said, I do have songwriting rituals that I set up every morning that I do uh-huh. every single yes. day. Ooh. You know what I mean? But, you know, I know how to get into that place of stillness and it, you know, comes Dude, it's really, really interesting. You should have went and played in the NBA. You got all the mindset tools down, the habits. I want to talk, I want to get more into those rituals. I think that's really interesting. I think it's really cool. So talk to me about your rituals in songwriting. Well, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I, songwriting is like, you have to, you have to, to schedule it and you have to do it. But at the same time, if you over schedule it and you overdo it, it loses all creativity. Ah, right. Nice, nice. Because it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like going to the gym where I go to the gym every single day, I do my workout, you know, it's just, I don't have to really be super creative there. I just, you know, kind of go about it and do my thing. Um, songwriting is, like I said, you, you're kind of tapping into that different, that different place, that different source. And, um, for me, what has really worked well is I just put it in my day every single morning after my morning routine, what I do right after I meditate, I come in, I got my coffee, I sit down and it's like, it's almost like it's writing just for the enjoyment of writing. It's not to get a result. It's not to get a certain song. It's not to make it good. So good. Um, it's just to enjoy my own writing, enjoy my own playing. And if something happens to come of that, great. And if not, not, you know, but I have that in my day every single day for at least an hour that I'll sit down in the morning and, and, and go about that. Man, that is gold. That is literally gold. That is the epitome of focusing on the process, not forcing the result and enjoying the process. That's, that's what I did with writing the book. I, I, blocked out an hour every day to write. I was on a walking treadmill and I just type, but I went into it the mentality of whatever comes out is going to come out. Whether it's two pages or two words, I know that I gave that time. I don't have to force it. So that is, man, that's amazing. About that too, you know, like, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've read the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, He goes, I'm a huge fan of Eckhart's stuff and that book. Um, and I got that from from reading your book too, actually, believe it or not. I feel like things that are created in that that space of enjoying the process of just being present yeah. in what you're doing um, or or bringing presence into you know your passion and what you love, there's a certain quality and a certain like kind of ting that that comes about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I got that from your book. I got that from your book too when I, when I read it, and I thought that was cool. I was going to actually ask you about that too. Man, cool. You know how flattering that was when I got that message from you? Like, oh, wow, I got this country music star reading my book, implementing this. That's when I knew I made it, Ryan, when you <laughs> sent me that message. <laughs> no, no, no. We're all, we're all in that process of continuing to make it. Whatever make it is. We don't really have a make it. I'm sure you're the same way. It's just like, man, we just love doing this. And that's what I love about you, too, because you're, you're talking about using – your music for a bigger platform of connecting with people, having a genuine connection through music. And I've never heard, I've never actually heard anybody say that before. Most of the time I'm thinking these artists are just, I mean, just making music. They love making music. They're trying to hit another level, but I mean, your music is about making genuine connection. That's a beautiful. Thank you, man. Is there any, like, is there anything that you have found that 
I mean, did you make that a emphasis of your music or was it just a byproduct of who you are? Like, have you been focusing on using music for a bigger platform? It, it hasn't been. It's been just something where I think for me in, in my own music is, you know, because right when I started out, I always wrote songs and stuff. But, you know, when I first started out, it was mainly playing covers, you know, and I could yeah. see when I was playing covers, whether it was on the tailgate or whether, you know, we got to start playing bar gigs, you know, we, we were doing bars and stuff. And it was, um, you know, I could see the way certain people would react to certain songs. Mm, yeah. And it just there is a there is a connection like you just said and that's why it's what i talk about in that that is something that, that i've never experienced anywhere else like the way that you can connect with somebody else through music through being you know oh. on stage looking out and, and seeing somebody sing the songs it's 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 unbelievable so i think i think subconsciously yeah that's always kind of there but it's not yeah. something that consciously that i really aim to aim to do you know yeah, exactly. But I mean, to, to that point, like when you think about it, you get juiced up, you get motivated by a song. Even as a speaker, I have a, a walk-up song. Everybody's got their baseball players have their at-bat song. So music gives people rhythms, makes them feel a certain way. Like I'm jamming. If I need to get pumped up, I'm jamming. Kesha settle that this is me from the greatest showman. Like I'm getting juiced up to that. But what I have been doing, I gotta point out, which I told you earlier, is we're rocking till the sun came up when I'm in the kitchen with my wife, slow dancing, love song, country music. So I'm I'm jamming to you, man. But yes, that is that that's is that like the coolest thing to be able to see the audience's face in reaction and see how they light up? It is. It it is I would have to say if there's I feel so grateful and I feel so blessed yeah, as, as I know you do too, you know, to, to do what I get to do. And there's so many different things about my life that I just love so much. I feel so blessed to be able to do, but you know, it is really up there to go out on stage and to see that and to feel that and to experience that. Um, it's unbelievable, especially the feeling of the first time you get to play a new single or something, you know, oh, yeah. like, the other stuff, you know, like that, you know, the audience is going to know, you know, you, you know, your, your crowd's going to know, but it's like, go out there and say you open the show up with a brand new song you know it just came out a couple weeks ago and they know every word and it's so cool unbelievable man it is absolutely unbelievable it really is that's that gotta be the coolest feeling i gotta ask you that on that follow-up do you still get nervous when you go on stage i mean i'm sure you've performed just hundreds and thousands of times do you still get nervous when you go out there oh yeah yeah it's um it's anybody, I think anybody who will tell you that they don't get nervous or experience something like that is just absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I agree. It is, man. It's just the difference is before when I used to get nervous to go out and play, it used to be like, I used to be nervous and it would be a, a real fearful nervousness. Now, you know what, honestly, man, I just, I feel like I've really changed my relationship to it. Whereas when I yeah. feel it, it's almost like, I know I'm, I know I'm ready to get out there and do it. You know, like I, I know it's yeah. time and that nervousness, you know, man, I guess you could call it excitement too. Yeah. You know, this is excitement, whatever. Um, it's, it adds this extra element of energy that it's like, boom, you know, when I get out there and I hit the stage, it's like, if I, if I didn't have that, I'd come out flat, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. Like, it's almost like yep. you kind of need it. So yeah, I, oh, definitely. I definitely do. I, I think everybody who does anything like that, public speaking, you yep. know, uh, music, anything like sports, man. Yeah, I think definitely. 
Yeah, man, I love that answer so much because a lot of people will be afraid of those nerves and think those nerves are a bad thing. But really, if you don't, and, and being honest, if someone tells me they don't get nervous, they're not, they don't care then. They're not even alive. They're not breathing if they say they don't get nervous. So I, I've had a thing like when I get on stage and speak, I just tell those nerves, bring it on. Like I know those nerves are going to drive me to an even higher level than I would without them. So you embrace that. And it's about that exactly. that mindset of an embracing what most people would think is a detriment to actually be something as a benefit to you. Man. Exactly. Dude, we are speaking the same language. You are like an optimization optimization king of the country music world. <laughs> Love it. About that. So, thank you, man. Thank you. Just trying to get on your level, man. <laughs> You're killing it, man. You got the ice cold dump on you with the morning the hot shower and everything let's let's go into uh let's go into your non-negotiables let's go into some habits and routines that you have through the day is there anything that you have that's just like i mean that for sure that are just like man this is i gotta do this you got the workout daily what else do you have yeah it's the workout i work out six days a week i take one day off and nice. that is just non-negotiable for me but it's not a it's not a forced non-negotiable it's just something it's like making your bed in the morning it's like go to the gym and I love it. It's like the gym's like, it's like my time, man. It's my yeah. time, but I never skip, never skip, you know, never. Good. Um, yep. Gym, my morning and nighttime routine, non-negotiables, even if it's three o'clock in the morning, you know, getting back love to the it. show or something like that, I'm doing my nighttime routine. You know, everybody who knows me knows. And, um, and, and the other non-negotiable is like we talked about earlier, my songwriting every day, no matter what, yep. you know, so good. Those are my three big ones. So good, man. And what what juices you up every morning when you are doing these things to improve yourself daily? Like, what is what is the mission you're on? What is it? What is it that you really feel like this? I mean, I have this calling. I have this God given ability, this gift to sing, to write songs. Like, what just juices you up when you wake up in the morning? What really juices me up is the fact that you know you and I both didn't choose to beat this heart today. You know, yeah. we didn't choose to breathe today, right? It's yeah. Oh, there, so good. There, whatever you believe spiritually, you know, yep. there's there's something a lot bigger going on. And just the blessing to be able to wake up in the morning, you know, I my prayer is always like, you know, use me, Lord. You know, like I want to be love it, I man. Be a, a vehicle, you know, for whatever, whatever, whatever needs to come through, you know. And so what really juices me every day is just kind of feeling like I'm, I'm on that path, you know, and every day yep. I'm getting a little bit closer. I'm giving a little bit more, you know what I mean? And, and that's really what, what juices me is, is being on that path and, and really feeling like I'm here for a reason, which I feel like is to, to bring people, you know, joy and connect with people through music. So, so good, man. We're like the same person, but you are way cooler. So I, I love that. Just to unpack that, I mean, that's the feeling of just knowing that we are blessed. Everything is a gift we've been given. We don't have a we have to do mentality. We have a we get to do mentality. And and seeing that you living out your faith through that and just understanding that, man, God has given you these gifts to be able to use for a bigger purpose. That puts you on something where just it's so freeing, man. I same thing for me. Like I never think that, hey, I have a job that I have to go to. I have a career that I'm in. I'm on a mission. And it's a fun mission to continue to improve, to continue to pour into yourself, to pour into others. So man, I'm just I'm just jumping up and down over here, just juicing out, listening to your answers. And man, I could talk to you literally for for days, probably. Likely days. That's why I'm really making this hard pitch to get you to move to LA. 
I think that really needs to be done too. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep on you about that. But we're going to throw you on the rapid-fire hot seat. So whatever comes to your mind, quick answers, whatever it is, we're going for it. The rapid-fire hot seat. First question for you is, what is your favorite mindset quote that you live by? Maybe something on your fridge, on your bathroom mirror, a quote that you just absolutely love. I would have to say this is going to be a long one, so you'd yeah. be impressed that I, that I can memorize it. Ooh, that's huge. <laughs> it would be straight from the power of now, and it would be gratitude for the present moment and the fullness of life now is true prosperity. It can't come to you at any point in the future. And then over time, that process, that inner prosperity will manifest for you in various ways. That's my. That's one of my wow. quotes. Wow. That's deep, man. That's a, First of all, very impressive. You can remember that entire quote, but that is – yeah. That's beautiful. That's deep. Your uh, your IQ level just went up way high in my book. So I can't I can't remember I can't even remember my own quotes sometimes, man. <laughs> a simple one would be life's always happening for you, not to you. Yeah, very That'd good. That'd be my simple one, and I I love that one. Very very good, man. Those are my okay, two. Those are my two. You got two. You gave us bonus points. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> what is what is your definition of leaving a legacy? What not necessarily what the world says legacy on a big billboard is, but what would be leaving a legacy to you? Leaving a legacy to me would be fulfilling the purpose that God put me here to fulfill. Beautiful. Man, so good. Yep. 100% agree. Okay, what is – this one is – this one I'm really interested in. I think this could be a, a really crazy fun one, but what's the wildest story that comes to your mind when you think of a fan at a concert? Maybe it's a diehard fan, a drunk fan. I don't know. But what is the wildest story of a con- a fan at a concert? You're talking about one of my shows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would have to say uh, – I mean, there, there's a lot, man. I will tell you, and you'll see this when you come out to the show, man, I have the best fans. I really have the best fans. Like, they, they awesome. really are the best. Um, I would have to say probably the craziest story, man, is this lady. She – all night. She kept asking all security guards. This got back to me later in the night. You know, I didn't know it at the time. All security guards, all everybody in my whole team, she asked me at, at the meet and greet. But, you know, I kind of thought it was a, a one-off thing and it was going to kind of, you know, just go away. She wanted to remove, you know, lots of layers of her clothing <laughs> and take a picture in front of my meet and greet backdrop. Not with me in it, just in yeah. front of the backdrop, you know. It's that would have to, I'd say, probably to be the craziest one, man, because it just went on and on and on. It, it was, uh, it was she was relentless. Like, she was relentless. Yeah, it was. Did it happen? Did she get, did she get her way? She didn't get it. She didn't nice. get it. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Shut her down. Shut her down. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's really funny. And I'm sure you'll have many crazy ones to come. I'm going to be that guy at your concert. I'm going to be the one jumping off crowd surfing. So I'm going to try to try to make that crazy story for you. All right, what, uh, what's, what's next for you? What's coming on the horizon? What are you really excited about? What's, what's next for Ryan Montgomery? We're working on a new record that is almost done. We're in like final, final, final stages. So we've got uh, really, really cool stuff coming. I'm just so pumped about it. So everybody that, awesome. that is ready to hear it, be on the lookout for it. It's coming really, really soon. Can we drop the name or we're just going to say, we're just gonna, hey, it's coming. Be on the lookout. It's coming really soon. Okay. I love it. I love it. Teasers. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, a question for you as, as well, too, is during this COVID time, we've all had to make these types of pivots. 
And especially in the music world, it's really interesting. When I talk to friends who are musicians who everything got shut down, like there really is no live concerts. Now they're kind of starting to pick up a little bit more. But how have you found, like, what have you done to, because I know you're coming out of this thing better than you went in it before. How have you found this, this crazy time for the music industry? You know, it has been crazy. There's never been anything like it. Um, but I think I went through all the same stages everybody else did where at yeah. first I was just, I couldn't believe it. You know, yeah. it was like disbelief yeah. was happening. And then it was just like, you know, it was just sadness. Like it was like, man, like the whole tour's canceled. You know what I mean? And then it was kind of like, kind of, it was a little bit, I was kind of angry, you know, I was like, man, you know, what the heck are we going to do? And then it was like from there, just coming into acceptance of it and mm. kind of getting creative. And it actually is, is really allowed me, like you said, to come out of it way, way, way better than, um, than I went into it um, in so many ways. But, um, you know, in my body, I've been able to work on a lot of stuff outside of music. I've been nice. in the studio much more than, than I usually would be able to, you know, if we're doing shows yep. and, uh, Overall, it, it has, I've made the best of it, you know, the, the best that I can. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm absolutely sure you have. And we got to meet during this time, too. So, of course, I mean, you're, yeah. you're definitely winning. <laughs> that's, hey, that's the highlight of this whole thing. There it is. That's your highlight of court, dude. That's <laughs> too funny, man. <laughs> hey, how can everybody follow you? How can everybody follow everything that you're doing, your music? Where do we all get everything you? Well, you can find me wherever you listen to music, you listen to Apple Music, Spotify, you know, YouTube, any of the big music platforms, or if you want to follow me on my social medias, I'm very active on social media. So you can send me a message or, or write me a comment, follow me at Ryan Montgomery Music on Facebook and Instagram, and then it's going to be Ryan underscore M underscore music on Twitter. Don't do Twitter too much, but Instagram and Facebook are, are, my, are my two you can get me on. Nice, nice. And we're, we're going to link to all that in the show notes and your music and everything, man. And the last question that we ask everybody before they're off the Pivot and Go podcast is, what advice would you give to somebody who is feeling stuck in their situation, in their current situation, feeling just stuck, like there's no light to the end of the tunnel, they can't get out of it? What advice would you give to be able to pivot out of this stuck feeling? What I would say is, and I, I think you would really agree with this too, that whole thing and that whole mindset is a story. It's, ah, it's nice. Story. This is my situation. This is, you know, this is what's happened to me, this whole thing. And the problem is we get circular thoughts. You know, we get thoughts that just kind of go round and round and round. And the most important thing I think to being able to change that story is learning how to change your state, you know, your, your state of mind. And there's a lot of ways you can nice. do that. You, know, you can go play basketball, you know, you can go sing yep. a song. You know, there's a lot of ways, but instead of working from the story, the disempowering story that you have, or trying to even build a better, more empowering story, which is great, you know, you can do that. I think it's so important to focus on state first. Mm, that's really good, man. Drop the mic on that. I love that. <laughs> Beautiful. Ryan Montgomery, you are off the pivot and go hot seat. And man, just such a blessing being able to get to know you and learn all that you're doing just seeing like man the inspiration that you are to everybody everybody has their different gifts and different fields and just seeing the light that you are to everybody in the country music world is man just yeah huge inspiration to me dude thank you man likewise likewise and so now you've got me motivated. I'm gonna I can play a little acoustic guitar now I, I can I can jam a little bit but but I can't sing so. 
but maybe it's okay we can work on that we can work on that okay okay but maybe me saying but maybe me saying i can't sing means i already think i can't sing you know maybe i should say yes i can sing i'm gonna go rock your exactly. jams right now state first change your there state. it is change the state there you go. <laughs> all right you're the man appreciate you big time and that's a wrap on this week's episode of the 1% Podcast. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the 1% Podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach for us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. And if you could, I will shout you out, personally thank you, leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it, one star, of course, if you hate it, and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions, suggestions that you might have. Post on social media and tag me at David Nurse NBA, and I will repost the reviews the podcast gets. I'll shout you out personally for sure. Thank you so much for being the best community, the best family, the best 1% squad. So blessed for all of you out there. Now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone. You can and you will make a difference.